0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over here at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. Merry Christmas, Mm -hmm. uh, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, and a very happy start to the 2020-2021 NBA season. There's only been three, four games for most teams already, been a ton of action, ton of big performances. It's been, most importantly, ton of fun to watch and I'm really excited for what the rest of the season has in store for us. There's a ton that we could cover today. I'm going to try and narrow the focus a little bit so that this episode doesn't run for an hour and let's dive in. it has been a wild start to the season. We had the Clippers beat the Lakers and then the Nuggets and then get beat by the Mavericks by 50 points. We have the Magic undefeated. We have the Cavs undefeated. The Warriors look really bad. Uh, my Bucks lost to the Knicks. Uh, there's just so many different things that we could talk about, and there's so many different things that we just don't really know about yet, and I guess, you know, really probably the rest of the regular season is going to be just as turbulent, but there is one thing that we do know for certain. Kevin Durant is back, baby. The NBA. Just so much better when Kevin Rand is playing and playing well. Uh, Seeing him play with the Nets the way that he has been has just been absolutely enjoyable. He's easily the best player in the Eastern Conference. He's playing like the best player in the league right now, which really all just seemed highly unlikely over the past year or so. Uh, you probably remember, he ruptured his Achilles back in Game 5 of the 2019 NBA Finals. Uh, really, Achilles injury, just one of the brutalest injuries in all of sports. I've uh, seen so many star players through the years go through that same injury and just kind of never return the same. Uh, a couple of years ago, Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, he obviously went through the Achilles tear. Uh, before his injury, he had been a four-time All-Star. Between ages 24 and 27, he's scoring 26 points per game, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. If you've only been following the NBA the past couple of years, you probably don't know what the deal is with Boogie Cousin, why he's uh, so well-liked, and he was absolutely one of the best centers in the game. Uh, ruptured his Achilles post-injury. He's only played 30 games so far, only 25 minutes per game and kind of just a shell of himself. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.5 blocks. Still hasn't played yet this year with the Rockets due to all the COVID things that they have going on there. Uh, Hopefully we get to see him play soon and find out uh, where he's at now another year removed from the injury, but still uh, just not quite the same. Of course, probably the the most famous Achilles tear that belongs to uh, one Kobe Bean Bryant, rest in peace. Uh, Before injury, 15 times all-star from his age 21 through 34 season, 28 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, 1.6 steals. One of the all-time great players, ruptures his Achilles. He was uh, much older. I have age 28 on the slide. I should say age 36 when he returned. He did play 107 games after his return. Um, still averaged 19 points, 4.5 rebounds, four assists, one steal. Also was an all-star for those three years because that's how NBA all-star voting works. Um, but anyone who was watching clearly knew he just wasn't quite the same, although he was 36 again when he returned, which adds some difficulty to the whole situation. Uh, Rudy Gay, certainly not an all-star by any stretch, not a Hall of Famer or anything like that, but he was a good player. Uh, 36 minutes per night before injury, uh, from age 21 through age 30, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.5 steals. You know, kind of a chucker, but, uh, you know, he certainly put up numbers. Uh, post-injury from the, over the last three seasons, only 23.5 minutes per game. 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. So just clearly not the same. Uh, well, let's look how Mr. Durant has fared in the first three games back. Looking pretty good. 22 points, then 29 points, then 29 points, uh, five rebounds, four rebounds, three rebounds, three assists, three, uh, four, uh, three steals, two steals, a couple of blocks, Uh, he's been shooting well right along the way, Uh, he's uh, taken a bunch of three-point attempts, uh, two the first game, four the next game, seven the last game, he's getting to the free throw line, Uh, he's hitting it, uh, he's, I don't know what the rate is, but he's hitting at a, a high rate on his free throws, he's Uh, seven free throw attempts, nine free throw attempts, nine free throw attempts. Uh, Just really good all around. And he's playing a ton of minutes. Uh, Started off a little bit slower, 25 minutes, you know, just easing him in, but then jumped up to 33 minutes, then jumped up to 36 minutes uh, in the loss. So, you know, Kevin Durant, it's a good start. It's really encouraging. Mm Uh, Advanced, looking at some of the advanced stuff, the true shooting is right there, 57% league average, but then 72%, 76% excellent. The assist percentage is high. The usage percentage, he's being used a ton. If you've been watching the games, you just see Kevin Durant all over the place, dunking, shooting, driving. Uh, it's awesome to see the offensive rating is sky high every minute that he's on the court. Things are looking good in Brooklyn as long as Kevin Rand is healthy. And really, things are looking good around the NBA as long as he's healthy too. Uh, his cars have been trending up too on the back of all of this. Of course, there was some uncertainty about what he would look like once he returned. Well, now I think we can put some of those concerns to rest as long as he stays healthy. He looks awesome. Looking at his 2007 Topps rookie card, uh, PSA 9, it's trending up about up 38% over the past couple of weeks. If we look at his sales from December 15th through December 21st on this particular card, there was only seven sales and it was hovering right around the $350 to $300 range. Well, he started on December 22nd, that first game back, suddenly uh, we just see a huge spike in sales. So over the first, or over December 15th through December 21st, we had seven sales. December 22nd through to December 27th, which was yesterday, jumped up 48 more sales of this exact card during that time. If you're, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see the chart I have there. Uh, the blue line indicates the price, which you can gauge that on the left side of the page. Uh, the orange uh, columns, those are the number of sales on each given day, and you see you have the game played, and suddenly the sales just spike through the roof. That's just how it goes in our market, and I thought it was a kind of an interesting look. Uh, once we actually get the action, that's when people start selling, that's when other people start buying, and uh, Kevin Durant, he's one of the guys that everyone's really excited about, and uh, hope that he's he remains healthy the rest of the season. Another recent trender whose sales have been spiking through the roof, uh, that's Christian Wood. Uh, he really only has a few rookie card options available. So we're looking at his 2015 Donruss rated rookie in its raw state. Uh, since the beginning of December, these cards have hiked up about 80%. He's, they're recently hovering in the $90 range on average, regularly selling for three figures, he's always been a per minute maven you know meaning that you know his counting stats they're always going to look amazing when he gets some minutes but really he can even accumulate some good counting stats even in just a limited amount of time on the floor uh, last year was of course his first big break getting playing time with the uh, Detroit Pistons he parlayed that success into a 3 year 41 million dollar deal from the Houston Rockets and now there's simply just going to be a ton of minutes for him to play uh, he's got he's got Harden at least for now. He's got John Wall, Boogie Cousins, uh, but due to the transactions of recent years, there's just not a whole ton else around that roster. Which means he's going to play a lot. Uh, we saw that the other night. As of as of this recording, uh, the Rockets. Well, <laughs> they played last night, so they've played two games so far. They already had the game canceled. Um, in that game couple nights ago, he had 31 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block, with a 65% true shooting and all supported by a 27.8 usage rate. Uh, last night, a little bit worse of a game. His shooting was fell a little bit off, but still generally all around pretty good. 23 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 2 blocks, uh, 55% true shooting, so just about league average-ish. Uh, and then a 24.5% usage. Pretty good. Now, the Rockets are certainly uh, facing a, a short bench due to the, the COVID tracing, so he's not going to get uh, 44 minutes every night. Um, you know, Boogie Cousins, he should be playing a, a pretty good number of minutes, too, as, as a big. Once he returns, both he and John Wall are going to be scraping up a good chunk of the usage. But I really don't know how much that's going to affect Christian Wood as it will just the other players around the roster. They really do need Christian Wood to be a good player. And I think he is a good player. And I also think he's a good card investment, too. And he's going to put up the type of eye-popping counting stats that most box score surfers look for. You know, the the type of stats that are going to look good in a tweet, that are going to make him a popular fantasy basketball option. All of that really should just be helping his card market demand. Uh, he's also going to have the underlying stats to support continued success. Uh, you see. Uh, in our chart there, we, we had some pretty healthy purchase uh, purchase quantities of Christian Wood right along the way. But once he actually started playing and once he got some, started getting some of these stats, that's when we see on the right side of the chart, uh, the sales really started hiking up. Now, a lot of people are buying his, his rated rookie right now, which makes sense because you know, there really just aren't too many more options out there. Uh, there are only four PSA 9s in existence and there aren't any 10s. Uh, I do imagine that a number of people are buying these right now in bulk and then sending them in for grading, uh, but I would like to caution you to keep in mind that this is a paper product. Uh, paper generally suffers, you know, from dinged corners a little bit more easily than, than chrome products do, and I guess I'd just be pretty surprised if most people had these cards sitting in sleeves and top loaders for the last four, you know, five years, whatever it's been, uh, just probably not a super realistic expectation for most eBay sellers, Uh, so while I think it's a a good investment opportunity and an interesting option for you, I also would say that if you hope to buy one of these and send it in to get great and are hoping for a PSA 10, I just wouldn't get my hopes too high. Uh, Generally, you shouldn't have your hopes too high in that scenario, Uh, but perhaps especially in this situation, but that's just my opinion. Uh, Since we are only talking about seven-footers, or near seven-footers at this point, let's keep that trend going. Take a look at DeMontis Sabonis. He was a rookie in 2016 as the 11th pick in the first round of that draft. Uh, 2016 was also the first year of Optic, and easily their best-looking design to date, in my opinion. Uh, So we're looking at his rookie Optic hollow from 2016. It is trending up. Up about 185 percent in the month of December so far. The most recent well front went for a most recent sale went for 114 smackaroos. Uh, I know we talked about Sabonis a fair amount last year too, and and this is what I like about him. I'm, I'm showing his basketball reference page here on the screen. Uh, we see a lot of the same sort of trends that I brought up in last week's show when I was talking about Giannis. And we just see a steady progressive improvement year over year throughout his his entire career. Uh, Points ticked up steadily, 6, 11.6, 14, 18.5. This year, 24.3, although, of course, three games, super small sample size. Uh, Rebounds went up from 3.6 to 7.7, 9.3 to 12.4. Small sample this year, 11 rebounds per game. Uh, Assists ticked up right along the way, too. 1 to 2 to 3 to 5 to 7. I've uh, seen increased time at the free throw line each and every year, and he also shoots extremely respectably from the charity stripe, ex- especially for a big. Uh, true shooting has always been strong suit for him. Uh, he is a big, which obviously improves his efficiency, but he'll also spread it out a bit, uh, and his usage percentage has generally increased along the way, and his assist percentage has increased year over year over year. You know, one of the important things for bigs these days, it's not just that you're able to shoot a three. That's kind of just what people say, and it's not necessarily true. The most important bigs in the game right now are guys like Nikola Jokic, Bam Adebayo, and DeMontis Sabonis. What they have in common is that they can stand at the free throw line and kind of direct the offense by their passing ability. Uh, Now, DeMontis Sabonis, he's no Nikola Jokic as a passer, but among all the other bigs in the league, he is among the very best passing big men, the type of the type of center that every single team hopes to have. Also, his offensive and de- defensive ratings have always just been extremely solid. Uh, he's still only 24 years old and, and really just kind of hardly on the national radar, uh, at least as far as casual fans go. I really am happy that his card market has been trending upward lately, and I think that as he gains a bit more notoriety, we're just going to see a lot more of that to come. He was just named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the first week of the NBA season, Uh, so maybe this year he becomes even more well-known. I I certainly wouldn't be upset at that. Uh, Another extreme trender lately, and I won't talk about him too much since Aaron just did an Instagram post on him yesterday, but that's Colin Sexton of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Huge jump of 177% in his base Prism PSA 10 rookie card. Uh, Suddenly scoring nearly 30 points per game on elite, elite efficiency with a true shooting of 66%. All the other deficiencies of his game are really just still present. Um, But if you're scoring nearly 30 per game, it just doesn't really matter a whole ton. Of course, 66% 66% true shooting is unlikely to stick. You know that's that's the equivalent of Stephen Curry's efficiency during his unanimous MVP campaign. So probably going to drop at least a little bit for Colin Sexton, I would imagine. But you know who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, if there's one thing that people love investing in, it is scoring. So if you're holding on a few of his cards at the moment. You wouldn't be crazy to sell off a few shares uh, just to secure some profit and maybe keep a few others just to see what happens. Um, But I wouldn't bet that his true shooting sticks at 66%. But he's, he's always been a scorer and he'll probably continue to do that for quite some time. Uh, Next, we're going to be looking at the starting five in air quotes, starting because I'm focusing on guys that are still starting their careers, so we're going to do a little career check-in at the end of every episode on five different young players, either in their first or their second, and maybe even I'll slip in a few third-year players, depending on the situation. First member of our starting five, Brandon Clark. Uh, He's been making some waves recently, and not for very good reasons. Uh, he was one of the more exciting rookies last year, especially as the 21st overall pick and playing alongside fellow draft selection, John Morant. Uh, things were good in Brandon Clark's camp. There was a ton of talk about him through the offseason, all for, all for good reasons, I believe. And then he came back and he debuted this new jump shot and it is just atrocious, I guess we could say. Uh, he is never the type of player that you'd confuse as a jump shooter, but his release last year was just a little bit quicker, a little bit smoother. Uh, there's somewhat of a hitch in his jump shot now, and it's started to make waves on Twitter. Uh, you know, still very young in the season, obviously, plus he is coming back from injury, so you know we should absolutely give him some more time to work through these things. Uh, but the results haven't been extremely great or promising so far. The points are down from 12 to 5, rebounds down from 6 to 3, and then just the general rosy outlook on his potential is down as well. Again, just three games so far, so we shouldn't overreact too far, Uh, but his card market appears to be taking a bit of a dive as well. We've seen a 48% drop in his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie cards in the past week or so. Uh, the Warriors have been awful in every sense of the word so far, especially those two rock chalk Jayhawk wings. But there's the one young feller who's been not very bad at all, and that's the rookie, number two overall pick, James Wiseman. Uh, when you watch him play, you know, it's just kind of shocking to see how strong he is and how how athletic he is. You know, there's just that inherent uh, size and athleticism that just can't be taught. Uh, Through three very forgettable Warriors games, James Wiseman has shined as one of the few bright spots with 15 points, six rebounds, steal, and a block, and in only 24 minutes per game. Uh, He's taken a couple of threes per game, and he's actually hitting most of them. Clearly, that's not going to keep up at that rate, um, but it is a promising sign. Uh, But on the high-profile team on which Wiseman wasn't supposed to be playing a very major role, he really is stepping in immediately as the Warriors' second most important player, and that's huge. So good things to come for James Wiseman. Of course, all we really have are the draft pick cards so far. So we're just going to have to wait and see what we can pull out of wax. Hopefully, if we can, any any of us can get any. Uh, next up, my guy Darius Garland. Awful rookie season, certainly. Um, I've said that we kind of need to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, missed college essentially. Uh, then thrust right into a major role at the hardest position in basketball to just transition into and it was a tough situation with the Cavaliers last year with the coach and the players around the roster uh, just really just too hard to make uh, it's hard to make too much of his rookie campaign I'm certainly not suggesting now though that three game a three game sample just justifies all of my thoughts uh, but it has been an extremely encouraging three game encouraging three game sample now of course you know long way to go through the rest of the season, but through games, he's, uh, through three games, he's shown us 19 points, 8.3 assists, four rebounds, two steals. He's sporting a true shooting percentage of 65%, which is, uh, certainly unsustainable probably, especially for him. Uh, but he has been the straw stirring the drink of the Cavs, surprising three and O start to the season, uh, a year under his belt, at least so far, it looks like Darius Garland has started to feel quite a bit more comfortable, uh, We'll have to just continue watching his career and do so uh, with great interest, as Emperor Palpatine would say. Next up, Keldon Johnson. He's the next young gun I want to take a look at. The 29th overall pick in last year's first round. Didn't play much at all last year, just 17 games, only 17 minutes per game, only one start last year. So far, he's started all three games for the San Antonio Spurs, averaging 30 minutes per night, along with 14 rebounds, eight Uh, 14 points, 8 rebounds, nearly 3 assists, nearly 2 steals, and a block. Uh, Greg Popovich has moved even more established players in the lineup in order to get Johnson minutes. He moved to Rosen to the 4, Aldridge to the 5. Derek White, he's going to be coming back from injury soon, and of course, he just signed that 4-year $73 million extension, so he's certainly going to get some playing time, but that's probably going to come at the expense of Lonnie Walker. Keldon Johnson, He's going to be slotted in at the three for most of the season, and he's certainly a player to keep our tabs on. Uh, Exciting things coming out of San Antonio. (sighs) And sadly, the last player on our starting five, the young stud, easily one of my favorite players in the league to watch. That is one Ja Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, last year's number two overall pick. His stock is not down, but he did go down last night. Uh, If you saw, he had a rather brutal-looking ankle roll as he landed on another player's foot. Uh, Nothing fractured, we know that much so far. Uh, We don't know how severe the sprain is yet, but he could be out for, you know, a month to six weeks, I reckon, hopefully less. Uh, Shouldn't affect him long-term at all. So if you see his prices slipping on this news you need to buy. John Morant, he is a lock to be one of the most exciting and well-liked players in the league for quite some time. All right, that is our wrap-up of the first week of the NBA regular season. Looking forward to many more weeks to come. Uh, As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.